Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Now that we are through October and we are just zooming right into the holidays, I don't think it could go fast enough, right? We really want to end this year. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and how to prepare properly with lots of time and trying not to pile on too, too much at once. So if you're hosting, I am hosting this year. Uh, you want to make sure that you kind of have all your ducks in a row, but you don't want to do it with so much stress with just the meal because you've got family, you've got logistics of, you know, where people are going to sit and it's just a hosting thing. So we really want to make sure that we prepare well, and hopefully that you can pick up some tips from this episode, uh, to kind of prepare. So Obviously, the first thing you want to do if you're hosting is to finalize and really nail down your guest list, who you're going to have, maybe when they're going to show up. You know, I know this year's kind of funky, so you might not have a lot of -of out-of-town people that are going to be flying in, but perhaps you might. And so you just want to make sure that you kind of finalize that. The earlier, the better, so then you can prepare you know, everything else around it and you're not scrambling to try to make more of something. So maybe even overshoot on the number. And then you kind of want to just, you know, have an idea of how much you're going to have to feed them, how much, you know, drinks that you're going to have to grab. And so that's going to be your first step. And then, you know, after that, you want to start cleaning out your freezer. You want to get all that leftovers, maybe start putting that on your, on your weekly menu for your family to kind of start making some room, you know, clean out all the freezer burn stuff, chuck it. Cause you're really going to need the space when you start prepping. And of course, after the day, when you want to freeze the leftovers. And so after several days of this, you're going to want about three weeks prior to Thanksgiving, which is around now, uh, you to start planning your epic meal, right? You want the best meal you can. You want to be the best host. And so three weeks should be enough time for you to prepare your menu and start gathering the things that you need. Now, there's a lot of moving parts when you're dealing with a house full of relatives, maybe friends, And you just want to make sure that you've got everything going, especially, right, you're stressing about the turkey all day. So there's a lot of moving things on that day. So here's a couple of pointers that you guys can use. So one, don't overcomplicate it. You know, the days of social media where people are putting things out there and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, like, they might have chefs or extra sets of hands and maybe you don't. So please don't try to compete. You're going to put so much stress on yourself and so much more work. And you just, 
don't overcomplicate it. Know that like more sides, like more side dishes don't equal a better meal. It's like too many choices, right? And then no one's going to eat it. Or maybe, you know, you'll have way too much leftover afterwards. Um, so try to keep it to like five side dishes and maybe two types of pie <laughs> or dessert, you know, keep it simple. That way you can maybe even make more of it. So you're not, you know, you're, you're batch cooking instead of so many components for so many things. You know, also plan for your oven, for your oven to have its turkey in it all day because it, you know, it takes a very long time to, to cook the bird. And if you're not cooking it ahead of time, which most I'm sure don't, because it'll dry out, you know, just plan on having it in the oven for most of the day. And so when I was doing some research about turkeys, I'm not that person. My husband does the turkey. I just started cooking about a year ago and I found out about spatchcocking. I've never heard that phrase. I had to kind of like read it again. And I thought it was spatchcook. It's spatchcock your turkey. And that involves removing the backbone. And then after you move it, you would press it flat through the breastbone. <laughs> I believe that your butcher will do this prior. But they say to do it, make sure it's done to the turkey before you start cooking because it helps the turkey come out more evenly browned. It takes less time in the oven and it's also juicier. So take that for what you will, but make sure that your turkey is spatchcocked. <laughs> it's just a fun, a fun uh, word. Also, another tip is if you're going to have a salad, to pick a sturdy green, such as escarole, kale, radicchio, endive. Those are your more bitter salads, but they hold up better so they won't get soggy if it sits around. So no one likes a soggy salad and no one also wants to rush and make the salad before you, you know, are trying to serve up dinner. And another one is to keep your apps, your appetizers uh, light and serve them early and easy because you don't want them to fill up. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong is they'll serve up all these heavy, heavy appetizers and then no one's hungry for the meal and you work so hard or people have brought in things and you just wanna keep it super easy and super light. So some options you can think about are maybe just some pumpkin seeds maybe some toasted ones or, you know, lightly salted. Uh, think about maybe a cheese board, some crackers, you know, charcuterie with some like olives and pickles, something that they can kind of pick at where they're not like spooning it in and kind of going that route so then they can be hungry for dinner. Uh, you could also order a lot of this stuff beforehand so you're not making it. So you might wanna do some research on maybe some local places that uh, sell those types of things. So those are just a little, a couple of tips that can kind of keep that day, you know, easy and um, more streamlined. So now about, you know, 
two and a half or so weeks beforehand, you want to check all of your kitchenware and your equipment. You want to make sure that you have everything you need because the worst thing is you go and try to cook something and then it's not there. And then you have to either scratch the idea or you have to go out and get something and you're spending maybe money that you weren't planning for. So there's, I did some research on this as well. Apparently there are 13 tools that are really handy to have on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to just read them off a food processor, a roasting pan, a potato ricer, a Dutch oven, rimmed baking sheets, a carving board, chef's knife, a pie dish, a casserole dish, a mandolin, which is those slicers for veggies and stuff, saucepan, and reusable containers, and a thermometer that is ready to go. That's a lot of stuff. I believe I have all these things. I know we do not have a mandolin, but I believe we have everything else. So those are, if you cook, you probably have most of those, but I thought that was really interesting that I would share with you guys. Um, so once you have all of your equipment and you're ready to go, you should order your turkey. Um, the grocery store will have a nice turkey. I don't know how many people you typically host again with the times I don't know really what most people are doing you know this has been going on a while so maybe you know you might just be a little bit more looser because you guys have all been quarantined together and you know it's like we can all be in the same space so when you order your turkey there's a few things that you should know and the do's and don'ts so do you want to look for organic or natural frozen pastured turkeys. Pastured means they're allowed to roam outside and they were most likely not injected with any type of additives to make them bigger. You don't want to buy basted, self-basted, or injected. <laughs> so look on the packaging to make sure that that is because those are most likely birds that were factory farmed and they were injected with additives to make them bigger. So just read your labels like you should anytime that you buy something at the store and look for those things, basted, self-basted, injected. Don't stay away from those. Also, uh, maybe the size of the turkey. This is something I've always questioned. Again, I don't, I'm not the turkey uh, connoisseur in my home. So I'm sharing this for whomever is like me. Uh, you want to a lot for two pounds of turkey per adult and one pound of turkey per kid that's going to be involved in the meal. Uh, you want, this will ensure that you will have leftovers. Now, if you don't want leftovers, maybe shrink it down a little bit, but you want to, uh, if you like the leftovers and want to reuse it, uh, I have a great harvest casserole that you can use the roasted turkey with in as a, as a leftover, which is always great, um, or sandwiches, right? Uh, that is what you want. Two pounds per adult, one pound per child. You do not want to go for that 18 to 20 pound turkey. <laughs> you know, because it's so big, it was most likely pumped with chemicals and 
you know that the smaller birds were most likely roaming outside and more natural. So the other tip that I read about was consider buying two smaller turkeys for a big crowd. Because if you don't have a roasting pan and you don't feel like spending the money on one because it, yeah, I get it, it's one time a year, um, you can roast two smaller ones on a large skillet or a rimmed baking sheet, which most likely you have in your home. So those are just a couple of options that you can do for turkey and those things that you want to look out for. So as you are prepping your grocery list, you want to possibly just get super duper organized so you're not spending a lot of time searching for things. So it's a really good idea to sit down and maybe organize your grocery store into sections, produce, dairy, dry goods. Actually have a grocery list that's already broken down in these sections in the home edition of the chaos control system. So if you don't wanna sit down and think about all the things, you can go and snag a copy and there is lots of pages already broken down for your grocery store in there. And um, so that way you can kind of organize what you need. And then you want to buy your perishable goods now, like a week or so prior. Think flour, your pumpkin, breadcrumbs. Don't forget your, you know, your Ziplocs because you really need a lot of those. Because if you're preparing beforehand, you're going to want to freeze those, right? And um, just get all the stuff that you know is going to go fast or last minute. People are going to forget that they forgot the pumpkin or, um, you know, this canned soup or whatever they're going to use. So you want to get that kind of beforehand to prepare. And so you're not stressed out and then you can't make your dish and, you know, so on and so forth. Now, they say to make your turkey stock and your gravy about two weeks prior because it takes up a lot of time and you don't want it to thicken on the day of. And you also, when you are making the stock and the gravy, you wanna make sure you save enough for like your stuffings and your soup and whatever else is on your menu that you're gonna need it for. And then you should make your pie crust about a week prior if you are going to make pie crust. That's ambitious. I really did think I was going to try that this year because my husband really wanted a pie. I, I know it's so hard to make a good pie crust, and but I might attempt it. So I'm going to try and do that ahead of time where I'm not, you know, sad the day before that it doesn't work out. And then the best way to store the pie crust after you make it is in a vacuum sealed bag because it'll prevent freezer burn when, you know, since it's going to be sitting there. So and it keeps it fresh and dry. So just a couple of tips for that. Then you want to start playing your table decor if you're into those things, you know, flowers, like what you're gonna put on there, uh, decorations. Then a couple days, maybe around the 15th maybe of this month, you want to shop for your beer, your wine, any type of beverage that you want to serve, kind of have that beforehand so you're not running out to the liquor store the, the day of. Um, and you want to just make sure that you, you know, calculated correctly. You can always buy extra. It will probably not go to waste. Um, and then about a week before you're going to start wanting to clean out your fridge. Start cleaning out your refrigerator, just kind of like your freezer. 
get rid of all the expired stuff or um, start using up the things that, you know, during maybe that week of meals, if you have another refrigerator, maybe, you know, make sure that that one's cleaned out and it's not in your main fridge. And then the Saturday before Thanksgiving, you want to start getting all your recipes together. And I've got really good tips for this. So recipes, most of us get the recipes offline or out of a cookbook. So it's best to either, if you don't have a copy machine and it's out of a cookbook, you know, take a picture of it and print it off of your phone or write it down. And what you want to do is you want to tape them to your kitchen cabinets. So they're all there for you to look at because when you're cooking and your hands are dirty and you're trying to rifle through and you're trying to read, it's a lot of work going back and forth and it'll save you a lot of time if you tape it up on your kitchen cabinets and you can just look right at it and it doesn't get dirty and messy. And then, you know, you can't read something cause it's smudged. So that's a really good option for you. If you are, um, you know, following that recipe. Now I'm going to bring you into like the Sunday before, which is when you're going to want to pick your Turkey up. If you ordered it beforehand, or um, go grab your turkey if you didn't try to find one at your store. Then the Monday before, which is three days before, you want to kind of start readying your turkey and your bakeware. You know, it can take to 24 to 36 hours for the turkey to defrost and thaw. So you want to really do that several days prior. Now, if you don't have the time or it's not fully thawed by the time you want to start cooking it, you can keep your turkey wrapped like it came and then you want to fully submerge it into cold water. Now, the key is to change the water out every 30 minutes to keep it cool and to keep it, you know, continuously thawing and that'll help with you being ready to start if for some reason you um, miss that window. And then, you know, lay out your dishware, where you're going to put it. Think about how you're going to serve. Are you going to serve it buffet style? Are you going to just like have it all out on a countertop and you're going to serve it? Um, make sure that all of your dishware fits. So then you're prepared and you're not rearranging, I guess, the process of when people are going to start the meal and eating. And then two days prior, that Tuesday, if you want fresh flowers or anything that's special for centerpieces, that would be a really good time to pick it up because it's not, they're not gonna wilt or die uh, within that amount of time. And you can kind of get that all prepared. It'll look really nice and pretty. It'll get you kind of revved up for the day. And you wanna start chilling your beer and your wine if you're somewhere cold. Make sure that it's not freezing in your garage where then it's going to freeze and explode. So you can start chilling that. And you want to also start prepping the side dishes, you know, washing your lettuce and your veggies, um, maybe roast and puree the pumpkin, things that you're going to be using for your side dishes that you can kind of do pre prepare beforehand. So you're not doing it the day of that you're trying to cook everything. and um, Make sure that when you are chopping your vegetables and stuff to save the scraps because you can use that to make a stock with uh, the turkey bones.
So another good tip. So make sure that you kind of plan ahead for that. Make a note so you don't get rid of it or tell whomever is helping you in the kitchen to not get rid of them if you want to uh, make that. And then of course the day before, right? Day before, big day, you want to clean. You want to do a full sweep. Hire a cleaning service. Um, make sure that you get your kids to help and make sure that you just kind of do a full sweep. You want to prepare and spatchcock your turkey. If your butcher did not do that beforehand, I'm sure you could also ask the butcher to do it. So again, spatchcock. <laughs> this is the funny word to me. Um, to make sure that um, it's ready to go. And if you did not finish your sides to maybe finish in all the side dishes that you can make beforehand, think stuffing, soups, mashed potatoes, anything that you can make beforehand that possibly doesn't need to be, you know, baked in the oven day of, make all the sides that you can before the day because you are going to be hosting and entertaining and making sure everyone's drinks are filled and the apps are good and the turkey's done. So you really don't want to have to mess around with those side dishes. Again, remember, try to stick to five sides and two varieties of pie. I mean, I'm a big dessert person, so the more dessert, the better. But to make less work on you, if you're trying to do it all and people, and I'm sure most will bring something, um, you know, that's another thing, delegate, delegate, delegate. If there's something you're really not attached to, delegate out the salad or delegate out the side dishes or make someone bring a pie if you're not gonna make a pie. It just kind of depends on what you have time for and what you wanna do. And the biggest thing the day before Thanksgiving is run your dishwasher. Run your dishwasher. You wanna make sure that your dishwasher is ready to go on Thanksgiving because how many times do you open up that thing and you're like, oh, I forgot to run it or, oh, I never emptied it. So run it, empty it, get it nice and ready because you're just gonna to wanna to toss all that stuff unless you're doing paper plates this year, which I know is more sanitary. And they're saying to stay away from like the crock pots and the this and the that. But if this is your one time to use your nice china and those nice dishes that you got from your wedding, however many years ago, then you're gonna want your dishwasher if they're dishwasher safe. So the last step the day before is pour your glass of wine or a beer, whatever, tickles your fancy and start, you know, laying out your table settings, your napkins, your silverware, and you can kind of sip on some wine while you do that. Maybe come up with like where you want to sit, the uncles or the weird cousins or whatever may tickle your fancy. I know it's crazy election season and then that's definitely a topic you should not bring up at all. So let's just steer clear of that, huh? Maybe make notes, maybe pinch yourself, maybe keep a rubber band on your wrist and snap yourself every time you want to bring it up because you don't want to start a Thanksgiving fight that doesn't need to be, you know, added to already the stress and the, and the drama, right? And then of course you've got your Thanksgiving, you've earned that day, you've prepared, you are good to go, you just have to do the turkey and whatever little finishing touches you need and you shouldn't be 
too overwhelmed that day if you prepared well enough beforehand because you should be able to also enjoy that day. Thanksgiving meal is a lot of work, a lot of work for five minutes. There's a lot of prep, a lot of like buildup, and then the meal is done. So you want to make sure that you can, you know, enjoy yourself too. And you're not just like, it comes and goes. And then you're like, what happened? So try to take on these tips, you know, listen back if there was anything I touched on that you needed, like that list of the 13 things that you should have in your, in your, in your kitchen. Uh, maybe the definition of what a spatchcock is, or uh, maybe the rules and things that you want to look out for, for your turkey. You can always go back and listen. Uh, lots of good tips and tricks in here. Hopefully you guys are planning and trying not to stress too much. It's the end of the year. We're almost there. Hopefully 2021 brings us good things. And I know we've had a lot of family time. So hopefully you're able to spend some time with some family that you haven't seen, or maybe you're just going to take it easy this year. So hopefully you guys found this helpful and just remember to prepare and do everything that you can beforehand. And yeah, that's, that's what I've got for you guys today. So I hope you guys enjoy this little Turkey day special and make sure that you uh, follow me on Instagram, go check out the other episodes that have some great productivity tips and uh, go onto the website, chaosandcookies.com. You guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and I will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.